When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at woodhousebuickgmc.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in Welcome to Double Love, the podcast that explores the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week... After a long delay... It's been a bit of a break. It really has. (laughs) We have reached... Episode 21. Ooh, yes. But book 20. Yep. Crash Landing. And uh, we've been quite busy since we saw you or heard you. Heard, you heard like, from us it, last. It feels like a million years since we were in here, actually. Well, you know, we just did a little thing since we last uh, talked to you. Yeah, like, repeating uh, the fucking eighth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no big we deal. We repealed it, bitches. I repealed the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, so we were very happy about we that. And we didn't feel fully human for about two weeks afterwards. No, I don't know if I've completely recovered because it kind of. After the the come down, yeah. where we all felt very, odd. I was I never knew campaign come down was a thing, and oh, there it was. Like, it is. It was. It was tough. I mean, uh, really, I kept randomly crying and everything. Oh my god, me too. <laughs> and I wasn't lot. able to sleep and not yeah. eat anything. It was and so then, weird. Yeah, and then I had to catch up, and I don't think I really have on all the work that I'd like put off. Okay, <laughs> yes. yes, I'll deal with that in June sometime. Yeah, <laughs> June. Now it's June. <laughs> yeah, future me won't care. Future me. <laughs> does care oh, but uh past you such a jerk but <laughs> <laughs> so selfish but it was totally worth it oh completely and we did actually do some canvassing canvassing we did campaigning together yes we did actually we did a big old leaflet drop yeah Karen uh, came out to my neck of the yeah. woods in North Dublin that's cool and then did an amazing demonstration on a bridge where yeah. we had pretty much everybody in <gasps> Dublin beeping for yes it was amazing it was incredible <laughs> so yeah just a reminder to all our international listeners that if there's something that you feel strongly about it is worthwhile going oh, out and yeah. hitting the streets doing and that. doing something about knocking it knocking on doors yeah it's the only thing that works yeah Guess the job's done. It really does. Yeah. So <laughs> you'll be knackered, but it'll be worth it. It will be worth it. And then you'll spend several weeks just randomly crying and yeah. feeling completely overwhelmed and jet lagged. So. <laughs> but That's amazing. You'll love it. Still worth it. So from the important things in life yes. to the stupid things in life. Oh. We've got a cover tagline and blurb for you. We do. So let's get frivolous. Frivolous. <laughs> I think we burned a bit of getting frivolous. Okay. So the tag cover line is Will Elizabeth lose her best friend? 
And as usual with these cover taglines, the answer, <laughs> as ever, is no. <laughs> Can you give us a back li- cover line? Ooh, this is good, actually. In fact, this should have been the name of it, although it might not have been totally accurate, but uh, mm. terror in the skies. Oh, <gasps> I like that. Yeah, that is good. That should be the front cover, really. Yeah. Okay, so here's the blurb that goes with such a dramatic line. So dramatic. George Warren has been looking forward to taking his girlfriend, Enid Rollins, as a passenger on his first licensed flight. Afterwards, he's going to tell her something he's known for a long time. He doesn't love her anymore, and their relationship is over. (laughs) The way this is phrased (laughs) is so terrible. It's like, he's looking forward to it for ages. He's going to tell her. (laughs) What a prick. (laughs) Then he'll be free to date Robin Wilson. The girl he does love. Oh, suck it, Enid. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about Robin now. Yeah. But as he and Enid are flying, George loses control of the plane and is forced to make a crash landing. Ooh. <laughs> Enid is seriously injured and George is overcome with the guilt. He can't possibly break up with Enid now, but how long can he pretend to be in love with her and continue living a lie? <gasps> Quite a long time, as it turns out. Well, yes. Mm. And like that's all so dramatic. And I have to say, the cover does actually do it justice it in terms of drama. It really does. It's also not a scene that takes place in oh, the book. like not representative of anything that happens in the book. No. But suitably dramatic. Go on. Let us know all about yeah, it. Yeah, we've got Enid looking kind of unconscious. Um, mm. Pretty much knocked out, I think, in uh, Elizabeth's arms, who's yes. been very concerned and worried. And <gasps> it's like, this literally never happens in the book. No, it nothing makes, like it, it happens. Crazy. And I'm really into the t-shirts they're both wearing. Yes. Oh my like, God. Uh, Enid's, has the look of one of those slightly velourish kind of it does. t-shirts. Yes, I love it. Mm, it's good look. And Liz. Mm, she's in purple. But it's sort of like a 70s, it's sort of like a 70s polo shirt kind yeah. of oh, look. Oh, I like it. Her barrettes are purple as well. She's all coordinated. Are they? Oh my God, they are. And the oh, cover cute. of the book is purple. <laughs> so well coordinated. I have to say, Edith's makeup it's kind of amazing. It kind of is. Like, <laughs> She's got some dewy kind of look going so on. So dewy, really yeah. nice eyeshadow. Yeah. I have an eyeshadow that colour, I think. She's uh, she's properly Nude lip. She, she actually looks lovely for an unconscious girl. Yeah, <laughs> even with her, very pretty. her demi-mullet. <laughs> yeah. Like if she didn't have the sort of oh. woofty-tufty fringe going on, her hair would actually look quite cool. It's just this terrible sort of sp- pineapple-like yeah. spikes. Well, the hair is letting her down, but look. Everything else looks good. So. She looks better than she does in any other books. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you realise she's not on the cover of that many books? She's not really. Like even Promises, which is all about her. Or sorry. Um, oh. Um, rumours. Rumours. That's yeah. just the twins, isn't it? Yeah. On the phone. Yeah. Hmm. Not very fair. That's so mean. Uh, maybe in the early days. It did take a while yeah. before there were any non-Wakefields there is on like, it. when you get to like 40 or 50 something, there is like an Enid book all right and it's just her on the cover and it's about her granny being mean or something and a scholarship or something but yeah something like that no, and it's, it's just on the front but yeah it's she's she's never looked as good as she does on no unconscious <laughs> in her, her few appearances <laughs> <laughs> um so uh with for, without further ado yes let's dive right in jump right in so let's do this thing the book begins um with george and this is such a terrible idea. I think I mentioned this at the end of the last episode when we found out that this was George's plan. George oh, yeah. is taking up oh. Enid in his plane because he's like, I've promised her I'll take her up in a plane yeah. now I'll get my license. Um, but he's going to dump her straight after it, yeah. as we just heard in the verb. <laughs> yeah. And like, why do you think Enid will feel good? Like, oh, at least you took me up in his plane. Yeah. 
it's oh, it's a really weird one because it's, it's like a build up to like this really special date and it's like oh but also you're dumped yes like, and also okay. I've been cheating on you for ages like dude you should have broken up with her when you started seeing Robin you shouldn't yeah. have like well I've got to wait because she's so obsessed with yeah. going in a plane no, with like, me this, this should have happened quite some time ago yeah <laughs> I would feel so much worse if somebody who I thought was my boyfriend or <laughs> yeah. who is his, her boyfriend yeah. you realise that actually they've just been Faking it for yeah, ages. Yeah, it's like, oh, so this whole time you've wanted to be with Robin and not me. It's like, yes. oh, that's just going to make her feel shit. And there's an amazing part in these opening pages where Enid is like, oh, this is so amazing. And, you know, it means so much to me. I'm the first person you've taken up. And George literally sighs. A promise is a promise. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, literally, a promise is a promise. George sighed. <laughs> it's so awful, isn't it? Ooh. He's fucking terrible. Yeah. And all these... He's, so we get this big recap of him and Ina down there. Yeah. How they got together. Yeah, it's like, yes, that's, that's, that's fine. It's not that interesting. It goes on it for ages. kind of does. There's a lot of recapping in this book mm. of previous stuff. There's also a bit where uh, he talks about, you know, how... Oh no, he's now, oh sorry, he's actually moved on to talking about how great Robin is. Yes, but he's in like, his mind, uh, not to read it. He's it, not that oh, bad. Yeah, sorry, it's his internal monologue which <laughs> goes on for quite a few pages. Oh God, it really does. But, uh, but yeah, he says that Robin is the first girl who'd ever understood his dream of becoming a pilot. It's like, oh my God, it's not hard to understand being a pilot. Yeah, <laughs> like just it's it's exciting. You're not like other girls. You know what a pilot is. <laughs> You're so cool, Bob. You're not like yeah. other boring girls. Yeah. You don't have pilot's licenses. It's a bit weird. By the way, Robin's pilot license I don't believe will ever be mentioned again. Yeah. Or Robin's oh, flying lessons. Oh, so he's like, oh, he knows Robin is down there gazing up at him. Yeah, because yeah, we've kind of opened straight up with them in the air, mm. George, thinking <laughs> wishing he was with Robin. Uh, yeah, instead. and being very like, oh well, I have to be here oh, with you, Enid. Yeah. Just sap. Poor clueless Enid. Yes. <laughs> and then drama actually happens. Yes. Straight the, out, actual yeah. drama. The engine cuts out. Ooh. Yeah, George gets onto air traffic control, and it's all a bit panicky. And actually, I can't believe I'm giving the, uh, because there's so many ridiculous things in this book, (laughs) but I can't believe I'm giving the ghostwriter credit. The crash scene and the subsequent escape from the cockpit is actually quite well done. It's pretty good. It's very it's dramatic. Very, it and it's, it's dramatic and it's tense. And yeah. Like, shit. like, obviously I know what's going to happen, but like... <laughs> <laughs> but the action is described it's, really it's well. well. Yeah, no, we'll give them that. Because basically they crash into the water. Enid and George is knocked unconscious. Yeah. They're both upside down. Mm. And Enid manages, who's awake, manages to like unbuckle her seatbelt. Yeah. And, you know, she crashes into the water. And then she swims, gets out of the plane, swims around the plane, rescues George. But while she's like clambering over the wing of the plane having dragged him to safety. Yeah. She... Oh, she bumps off she hits a her, part of the plane or something. Or yeah, something. she hits her spine. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, she she can't feel her legs. And meanwhile, on... Well, actually, meanwhile, several minutes earlier, <laughs> Todd and some of the other Sweet Valley wankers were down <laughs> frolicking Lakeside. They're so wholesome. Oh. <laughs> they really are. Playing so football they, by the lake. Oh. And um, he sees the plane is in trouble, so he's the one who calls the police. Yeah, so yeah, the kids are all kind of having a picnic or playing football or whatever. And yeah. they, they see the whole thing go down. And uh, there's a bit where somebody says something like, you know, there's some people are in trouble. And Ken says, it's not just people, Todd. <laughs> It's George Warren and Edith Rollins. They're so much better than people. <laughs> God, if it was just people, who cares? Who even cares? Let yeah. them drown. <laughs> These guys go to Sweet Valley. Oh my God. <laughs> so, uh, so the 
Jiro. Also, by the way, it's so weird that Ken refers to people that they know and are friends with instead of George and Enid. It's like, it's George Warren and Enid. It's yes. full names, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Very formal here. It's not like they know any other Enid's. Oh, God. I mean, I know about 10 different Pauls, so they're always referred to by their... Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's name, but kind of standard with Pauls, I think. Yeah, because <laughs> there's... I mean, seriously, every baby born in Ireland in the boy in the 70s and 80s oh, was yeah. called Paul. Like, in my class in college, there were three Pauls. So it was like, yeah, yeah you had to have... Yeah. I've had four actual proper friends called Paul. Oh, really? like it's ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. So they're all my friend circle included so many Pauls, which is <laughs> nonsense. But um yeah. We did and that's a reason for calling somebody by the first their full name. Yes, absolutely. Some weird exposition to a reader, <laughs> is it not? No. So, no need. So we go to the police station where Jessica so obviously the Wakefields at the end of the last book heard oh, that's the radio right. thing. They were in. in the police station because of that guy trying to murder Jessica yes, or whatever. Jack. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and uh, Jessica's all like, I'll die if anything happens to Enid. No, you oh, She's such won't. a liar. <laughs> oh, my God. She would love it if Enid died. Yeah. She's she'd have, anyone. She'd have Liz all to herself then. Yeah. So we get a little recap of Showdown, of course, because there's so many recaps in this book. And by the way... There actually I, are quite a lot, yeah. I mentioned this before, but this was the first Sweet Valley book I ever read. And I'm like, no wonder it captured me because... Some good action to kick off with. Yeah, but also it's got loads of recaps of the previous books. You're all caught up. (laughs) Exactly. I don't need to read the previous 20 or 19. So the Wakefields head to the hospital. And who else is in the hospital? It's Mrs. Rollins. Yeah. And it's Mother of Enid. <laughs> and it's funny because like, she's obviously quite distressed and pacing the waiting room, but she's described as the attractive woman. Pacing. It's like, okay. Lest right. you think. So she's worried, but she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. She is in Sweet Valley. <laughs> she deserves to be there. Yeah, there's like a checkpoint or something you have to go oh, through God, before yeah, well, entering Sweet Valley. <laughs> we've, we've talked before about what strict rules oh, they possibly have here. Yeah. So there's a recap about her, how she's divorced, and her general life and times yes and uh, it turns out the doctor comes out and reveals that Edith has damaged a disc in her spine Mm. and she's paralysed but there's a chance that when some swelling on her back goes down they could have an operation that will relieve the pressure and restore her nerves should be all good and George he's racked with guilt yeah because he's kind of gotten away out of it grand like he has like, yeah he's what, completely like, grand he's fine he's a few scratches like but he's fine yeah so he's he's like oh I can't tell Enid the truth now yeah. no you can't well should have yeah. just dropped her dumped her like <laughs> a week ago <laughs> and avoided this whole none of this should have ever happened George exactly oh my lord so that night Liz lies in bed and she's bitterly remembering when she got the news about Enid there's a lot of things happen sort of in almost flashback and second hand in this book so we oh, don't okay, yeah. it's like she's in bed thinking oh George earlier he did this oh yeah it's like she was thinking about what happened that afternoon yeah. <laughs> it's like okay why, why, okay. why are you telling the story this way <laughs> we were just there you could have just continued <laughs> <laughs> so she's really angry at George but mm. she hopes which I don't know if this is a very good idea Liz uh, especially as you do change your mind about this <laughs> she hopes that he will forget Robin and concentrate on Enid like you really think that this is a uh, he's not going to forget her like this is a mess yeah it's it's weird um, but it's also like 
yeah, she's like, uh, they, they didn't know what she knew about. Yeah, he didn't even love Enid anymore and she'd done this to herself so she, so she could save his life. So it's like, so if she didn't love him, she shouldn't have bothered saving him? Is that? Yeah, there's no or logic. if he wasn't in love with her, she shouldn't have bothered saving him. It's like, yes, well, I think obviously she was going to save him. Like, that was going to happen. You're yeah. not going to just like, <laughs> even if he dumped her, it's like, you'd meow. give it a go. <laughs> like, in fairness. <laughs> so there's some really weird Liz logic there where it's like, yeah, okay, all right. I know, we're <laughs> maybe, with this? She's so worried about Enid. I don't know why I'm being generous to her. She's terrible. But anyway, <laughs> um, so we got to the subplot and the subplot is amazing. Oh, it's so good. Um, so it's, where are... Yeah, it's not actually, it's kind of refreshing because it's Jessica not particularly in like life-ruining mode. It's just kind of like... Wacky Jessica. Getting into little scrapes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and this is, I think this is, this is the first time that we see the sort of wacky silly Jessica yeah. which becomes more common later on so you realise in the first 20 books basically <laughs> she's a giant bitch oh like, yeah she's an irredeemable she's been out to ruin lives like, yeah that's been her MO she's malicious like. so it's kind of nice when she's just being silly it's like oh, this, yeah. is, this is refreshing and there's more of this in the future like where she yeah. does computer dating and yeah, you know tries of, to revamp herself oh, where she gets sucked into like a pyramid scheme to sell some shitty shampoo or something yeah that goes off <laughs> in the key. garage yeah. Yeah. yeah so this is the first sort of funny Jessica yeah. story as a to a cute one and not a monster. What is wrong with you, type of <laughs> So, uh, tell the listeners where her and Lila have found themselves. Yes, apparently, her and Lila have signed up for a cookery class. Yes. Uh, but it's like French cuisine or some kind of something fancy because apparently Lila has been going on and on about how important it is to know how to make elegant dishes. Mm. Like as if Lilac is ever going to bother her whole making an elegant dishes when she literally has servants and in her house. And later on, I mean. later on, she li- there's this very existent. Later on in this very book, so, spoiler alert, she actually says, "Oh, that's what servants are for." Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, "What are you even doing here, Lila?" Also, this class is three times a week. Fucking hell! Yeah, it's intense. That's a commitment. And they're making mustard to start off with. And and the best thing is is that Lila and Jess at the start of this class are still at oh, war. Yeah, they're not really talking to each other properly because yeah post you know, jack as, as you may remember whenever yes. it was three or four weeks ago that we last <laughs> a long episode, time. uh they were both going out with the same boy and basically jessica tried to steal lila's boyfriend yes we uh, then tried to murder jessica so it all kind of evened out but. and that's pretty much the conversation they have with each other <laughs> yeah. they're basically saying that very thing yeah so they're uh, they have to pound mustard mm. um because they're making mustard and just like Ugh, i didn't come you know why am i here just mashing up mustard seeds <laughs> and then Jessica gets uh, when she's pounding the mustard some of the goop flies off and hits Lila's blouse oh no and she's Lila's enraged because it cost this blouse cost $90 at Lisette's oh that's a lot of money that's for like 1986 so or whatever year it was for like a 16 year old in 1986 yes. You kidding me? <laughs> now, and what, also though, why is she wearing a like a cream-coloured silk blouse to cookery? Come on now, Lila. exactly. Come yeah. on. So they each this one they sort of admit that each of them were at fault, and they kind of make up in typical frenemy Jess and Lila style, which they is kind of cool. Yeah, Lila, Lila's like Jessica was too good a friend to stay mad at for long. It's like she is a terrible friend. Yeah. Why do you think what this? What is Lila? happening? You, she literally <laughs> just literally tried to steal my friend. Like, <laughs> that's what you've just been arguing about two days ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, now they've got more. They've got some more distractions coming up because enter mm. the new teacher, <laughs> Jean Pierre Baptiste, and he's the youngest head shave chef ever at the local fancy French restaurant, La Maison Blanche. Oui, and Jessica <laughs> says, "Good lord!" <laughs> and we get a very detailed description of Jean Pierre. Yes, in his early twenties, 
Jean-Pierre was well over six feet tall, his broad shoulders tapering down to a slender waist. He had jet black hair, one a bit longer than that of most of the guys Jessica knew at school, and chiselled features that looked like one of those statues she'd seen in slides in her art class. Wow. (laughs) And his eyes. Jessica had never seen such intense blue eyes before. Good afternoon, class, <laughs> Pierre said pleasantly. His French accent was so thick, the words sounded magical. Wow, that is so much. Oh, I <laughs> know. Sorry to all French people, by the way. Oh, yeah, apologies for that. <laughs> uh, wow, he's just so sexy. Yes. And then <laughs> Jessica is just like, she, she's been very, she's been unhinged when it comes to men recently. Yeah. Her so, flights of fancy are so entertaining. Oh, they're amazing. <laughs> Tell us a bit about what she's thinking about now. Oh, yes. Yeah, so she's decided that uh, she, yeah, all she could think about was falling madly in love with him, flying back to France with him, living in one of those wonderful chateaus and kissing him under the Eiffel Tower. Well, there's not <laughs> many chateaus near the Eiffel Tower, no. Jess. Like, are you doing a sort of road trip around France? Oh, God. Oh, it's amazing. So she's determined to win this heart. She's gas. Yeah. And then afterwards, she gets uh, Lila to give her a lift in the Langreed Triumph. Oh, that Langreed Triumph. Um, and they, she needs to drop over uh, to Robin's house. Yes, because what is it? They've they've changed the time for cheerleading practice or something. Yeah, yeah, so something quite mundane. Yeah. So uh, Lila, while they're while they were going over there, says that she recently she heard that Robin recently dumped Alan. Oh yeah, yeah. He was a photographer guy. Wasn't yes, he? he was very nice. He was nice. Yeah, yeah. we liked but, him. But she's dumped him oh, well. for a mystery guy. Mm. Who would that be? <laughs> and then as soon as they get to Robin's, they see George like coming down the drive. Oh, no. And both of them are like, <gasps> Robin, mystery guy. Oh, my God. Da, da, da. <laughs> so Jessica knows Liz won't be happy about this news. And then we get some more of Rob- George's tedious angst. <laughs> His boring point of view. Yeah. So he'd gone over to dump Robin, but she wasn't in. Yeah. And when he was leaving, he saw the lime green triumph. And of course he knew who it belonged to. Of course. There's only one. I mean, how many lime green drives are knocking around that town? Come well, on now. No. <laughs> no one would dare compete with Lila. So he's worried now because obviously he knows if Lila was there, Jessica was probably there, or at least yeah. we'll find out. And he's worried Liz will find out about him being with Robin again. Mm-hmm. And then there's a kind of amazing scene in which Jess is telling Liz, but she's more concerned with uh, with her cookery plans. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of amazing. Um, She's made her mustard and she has it in a nice little jar. Yeah. (laughs) And um, she's like, oh, what'll go with with, uh, mustard for dinner? I don't suppose hot dogs count as gourmet. I don't know, Jessica said, looking worried. What's French for hot dogs? Oh. <laughs> Actually sweet. I like her when she's being cute. They have completely rewritten her character in this oh, book. Like she is she they must have decided it was getting a bit much. Yeah, because she's going to hate her. Well, and they were right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Liz is enraged of the by the thought that George is still seeing Robin. Yeah, that's how she's kind of taken this basically. Yeah. And she t- asks Jess to promise to uh, keep the ho- this whole thing to herself about yeah. seeing George. But does Jess keep this promise? <laughs> does she fuck? <laughs> <laughs> is anyone surprised? Come on now. <laughs> of course she does. And this is, oh, well, this is pretty terrible old school Jess. So now she's, she, she's telling everybody and she also 
now is, you know, despite the fact she's always hated Enid, is now like, oh, yeah, now I've got a connection to Enid. I'm the center of attention. Yeah, she's all pure team Enid now because as like the sister of Enid's best friend, somehow mm. this is about her now. Mm. <laughs> I suppose she is. Like, no, no. She yeah. is a Wakefield. It doesn't take much to make things all about her in that town. Fairness. Yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, we get this very retcon nonsense about, mm. you know, Robin and how she used to be fat. And then, Ooh. how now? Her and Jessica, they spent lots of time together with the cheerleading squad. And Jessica enjoyed her company. Ugh. Yeah, there's a really dodgy line where they're like, a strict diet and exercise regime had helped Robin to become one of the prettiest girls in junior oh class. Oh my like, God. Holy shit, that's that, terrible. Oh, there's so many terrible messages in this book. Yeah. Really. Basically, anytime Robin shows up, it's like, oh fuck, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Something awful is going to happen. What are they going to say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. So, um... Also, bear in mind that Jess, uh, Robin, when she became captain, co-captain of the cheerleading team, was just like, fuck these bitches. Like, yeah, it's very she unlikely all, she's going to suddenly yeah, be their best mate. Yeah, because the whole thing about how she, you know, she remembers it was mean to her yeah. back when she wasn't popular and, you know, yeah. she wasn't going to forget that. And it's like, okay, but clearly you have. Very quickly. It's cool, obviously. Well, <laughs> yeah. uh, and now Jessica has decided they're basically going to send her to Coventry. You know, they're not going to, they're going to <laughs> ignore her. Coventry. You don't know that phrase. No. It's like an old school phrase. Where I'm like, <laughs> I was like, wait, Coventry? What? No. I missed that bit. Yeah, they're sending her to the English middle. <laughs> Off she goes on a ferry. <laughs> school exchange. Okay. No, it means that. I'm um, not familiar with that. You get in loads of old boarding school books and things. Because oh, your Mallory Tower is uh, yes. side so, <laughs> yeah. I know. So it's basically if everybody just. Ignore somebody. Yeah. You've sent them to Coventry. Nobody's talking to them. Wow. Yes, I've never heard that before. It's a good phrase. <laughs> that's great. I know it is. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. Yeah. And it's really shit because they're like, oh, it's the least we can do for Enid. So like the least you can do is bully someone. Yeah. Like, also, what? none of you care about Enid. Yeah. You were never particularly Ugh. nice to her when she yeah. wasn't in hospital. Yeah, exactly. So poor old Robin is, has obviously notices this. And everyone is ignoring her. Like it's been going on for a day yeah, or two. It's, and it's quite harsh. And of course... She, uh, as soon as this happens, she starts looking hungrily at Cara's leftover ice cream. Yeah, so the old food issues uh, continue to be brought up. And And this isn't presented as being somebody who has serious psychological issues with, you know, problematic eating. So we're told that George rang her last night to break off with her. And... uh, when she tries to get Liz to talk to her now, Liz brushes him off and yeah. she's just like... Even Liz. Even Saint Liz. Saintly Liz. So Robin is like, oh, I'm going to eat some ice cream myself. Does it? And it says, it doesn't matter if she gets fat now because she has no friends to notice. Fucking hell. Also, your friends are pricks. Yeah. <sighs> this is really bad. So Liz goes and visits Enid. And Enid is quite cheery. She is actually in fairness yeah. to her, yeah. And they're sort of laughing about Jess's cooking class. But mm. but George is not cheery. George is very yeah, he weird. Just, he's a bad actor. He, <laughs> he is. He's kind of just hanging around and feeling super guilty. And yeah, he's, he's not much crack because no. he's feeling so guilty all the time and just like blushing and being embarrassed and awkward all the time. Yeah. And he's sure that the plane crash, plane crash is going to turn out to be his fault. Oh, yeah. Because it's like an investigation underway or something. Yeah. To find out what actually happened to it. So the operation is about to take place. George mm. and Liz turn up at the hospital and his little flashback to dear sister Ooh. when and um, memories of Liz being in there in her coma, comatose state. Yeah. And George wants to talk to Liz about it and Liz is like, no, not take a word. But they've agreed to stay for the entire operation. And I, like, it's a spinal operation. That must last like six hours or something. take some time, yeah. yeah. So that's going to be awkward. Yeah, and Liz is really mad at, at George as well, isn't she? She's yeah. kind of... 
yeah, what was it? Yeah, that she's, way you went to see Robin the other day, she's kind of like internally just furious at him and won't really. Yeah. Talk the to one Robin thing, okay, so she knows about the Robin thing. It never seems to strike her that he could have been going there to dump her. Yeah. Like, it seems quite obvious. And then it's, if he eventually does tell her, like, that's what I was there for. And this is like, oh. But it's like, why didn't you, why didn't that, that cross <laughs> your mind? <laughs> yeah, that's such a clear possibility. You knew he was going to dump Robin. Yeah. And then, you know, he's, he's at Robin's house. What mm. do you think is happening? Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Uh, so there's more more light-hearted fare in the cookery class where Jeff, Jess is making puff pastry. <laughs> and Lila says, she's banging on about Jean-Pierre. Jean <laughs> and Lila says, he's too old. And Jess is like, it's different in Europe. I have to say, Ooh. fair point. Because I mean, there's no age of consent in France. None? Yeah, this is so gross and weird. Oh my God, There's really? no such thing as statutory rape. Oh, Christ. So there's, if if somebody... Um, so you can claim basically that you had consensual sex with like a twelve-year-old, oh, no, and people no, do. No, no, no. And they tried oh, to friends. they tried Come to bring it friends. in like about two weeks ago, <laughs> and it didn't. Hell. The debate didn't go past the French Parliament. Jesus, I know. Ugh. So there you go. That so is uh, <laughs> it is different in Europe. It sure is, <laughs> or at least <laughs> one part of Europe in a really bad way. <laughs> yes. So um, being very harsh on France, I do love France, but I, not yes. their. Sexual I'm violence <laughs> laws. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so Jess is like, she's lost it. She's convinced the Jean-Pierre will be her d- or date for the dance. And Lila's like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, dude, come on now. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you really flipped this time. <laughs> well, she's not wrong. But Jean-Pierre praises Jessica's pastry. Mm. And it's it, we, it's revealed that it's Ned and Alice's wedding anniversary soon. And yeah. Jess decides she's going to cook her parents a gourmet meal. Yeah, which is nice. And yeah. she kind of points out that apparently Elizabeth always makes her feel like a jerk giving Ugh. the parents a present when Jessica had forgotten all about it. And it's like, that's really shitty sibling behaviour. Like, yeah, you're both in like the same house. You obviously give your sister a, your brother twin. a heads up and it's like, let's go in on something together for yeah. mom and dad. Like, that's normal behaviour. Yes. <laughs> you don't sneak off and get them something amazing and leave the other one just to oh, be sorry, like... Oh, sorry, did you not get anything, the Jessica? The you forgot. Like, I that's... Know really mean oh, she's a terrible sister that's really bad um, so uh, this is Jessica's plan anyway yes. it'll get you know she'll for once do something really great yeah. and it'll help her win over Jean-Pierre <laughs> somehow somehow <laughs> not really sure how oh, her logic is just insane as class. usual <laughs> so we find out the operation went well and George tries to convince Liz that he and Robin are through but of course um Liz doesn't mention, doesn't actually say. Well, then why were you at her house, yeah. thus giving George the opportunity? Yeah, to she kind of just like doesn't believe him, and it's like, what? He's trying yeah. to explain to you. He's literally just telling you what happened, and you're just like, I can't believe he's doing this. Yeah, like, just fucking let him do it. Yeah. <laughs> and Liz now worries. Now Enid is on the mend. George will jump her. Well, like, oh, he can't stay <laughs> with her forever. I know, but also Elizabeth seems to feel like that Enid is only going to get better if she has a boyfriend. Like that seems right, to yeah. be like that's that's how yeah. you cure stuff. Yeah, yeah. have a boyfriend. Well, that <laughs> is the sweet value way. Seriously, and it really yeah. depressingly, that is the sweet value yeah. way. But like, it's just such a weird way of looking at things. I know like, she couldn't possibly get better if she doesn't have a boyfriend. Even though she has loving uh, friends and yeah. family. <laughs> yeah, it's really um, odd. So poor old Robin, meanwhile, has put on because she's been feasting ten pounds. It's supposed to be like two days. Jesus, yeah. How is that even possible? That's not possible. That's only a stone. It's literally been a couple of days. Like, yeah, uh, Robert needs to go to a doctor for mm. more way. Go to a psychiatrist because really, the presentation of disordered eating in these books is so 
unhelpful to say the least yeah. like get a good therapist Robin yeah and poor Robin is really lonely and then we're told like she's got no one to talk to because she used to hang around with Alan all the time and then she's been hanging around with George at the at the airfield or yeah. whatever and it's basically she clearly has no real friends that's yeah because she's kind of like yeah it says like Robin was desperately in need of the companionship and advice of her close girlfriends now and it's like Who? where where who, Who are, are they? they? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? It's like Jessica. Yeah, could hardly Jessica and Kara Walker, like, for a yeah. sake. <laughs> who were literally were blackballing yeah, you, like, like, a couple who, of months ago. Who are your buddies? And, but this is very unconvincing. She's like, I can't think what I could have done. It's like, dude, you were cheating on somebody yeah. who's girl um <laughs> oh, you're cheating with somebody yeah. whose girlfriend is now, now like, hospitalized hospital, yeah and maybe that could have possibly got out because you really weren't very discreet about it <laughs> and you know that at least one person knows and a photograph was taken of you oh. anyway uh so saint liz agrees to meet robin at casey's yeah robin just pleads with her and i i, I swear every so often a little star wars reference pops up and i love it because she literally says to liz you're my only hope <laughs> Help me, Liz Wakefield. <laughs> so, so good. So Liz, Liz takes up the challenge. Yes. Um, Liz, the Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes. <laughs> really high. The judgmental Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> In Barrett. Yeah. She, uh, she, she goes, but she feels like a traitor to Enid. Yes. And of course, she just orders an iced tea. Oh, fuck off, Liz. Yeah. And Robin <laughs> orders a big ice cream. Get Sunday, you bitch. Yeah, Jesus. And <laughs> um, so Robin admits, basically admits that. Well, yeah, I do hope that when Enid's better, George breaks up with her. Yeah. It's like, he like, kind of has to. This like, isn't good for anyone, like, the way he, things are right he now. He can't stay with her when he doesn't love her yeah, exactly. for the rest of her life, which yeah. seems to be what Liz wants. Mm. So this, but this is too much for Liz, who flees and leaving yeah. Robin to her son. Oh, but before she does flee, uh, Robin mentions in passing, you know, I've started to put some weight back on. You look fine to me, Elizabeth fibbed. As a matter of fact, Robin did look as if she'd gained some weight. But Elizabeth uh. hadn't come there to make small talk. That's not small talk! Wagon. Oh yeah, you look fine. No, you don't look oh, fine. God. You don't look unhealthily thin. Like, how is the Jessica is the much better twin in this book? Oh my god, you're right. She's <laughs> really awful in this. Like. She really is. Yeah. Um. So then we get a bit of continuity because we uh, there's a reference to the tour guide jobs. Oh my god, yes. Which that like, came up and I was like, holy shit! I didn't yeah. expect to see this again. <laughs> so you might remember a long time ago. That was back at, uh, was it all night It was all night long because that was uh, how Jess missed her, she, yeah, her she exam, missed the exam for the tour guide. She was in the school for some reason. Yeah, like, none of it adds up, but no. look. It was <laughs> yeah, because she was out all night long, all night. <laughs> so, <laughs> got a little throwback here. Nice. And it turns out that, you know, they're all preparing to go at some unspecified point in the future. Yeah. But the, they're going to need transport. Mm. And they're going to have it because Alice Wakefield is giving them the Fiat Spider. Woo-hoo. It's theirs. Yes. So everything's coming up Wakefield. Nice. It always does. I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why <laughs> I am I even saying why that? we're surprised. No, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so it, it turns out Liz is going to have a dinner party on, four, on Friday. Because she's like. Because she's 40. Yeah. That is literally <laughs> what my notes say. She's going to have a dinner party. Because she's 40. I just showed her my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds. Oh, I love it. That's amazing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but Jessica won't be taking part because she's she's waxing lyrical about Cordon Bleu cookery and haute cuisine <laughs> and how hamburgers are 
goat. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, so we cut to the party. And it's really... It's so shit. fuck's sake. Like, seriously. They put on some classical music and the total effect is charming. Uh, like, charming? I'm You're so 16. Boring. Jesus. Like, get a fake ID. <laughs> seriously. Not get that, up the shady lady. Like, yeah. It would be grand. Not that we're encouraging underage drinking. Of course not. Of course not. But <laughs> seriously, like having... Oh, my God. Oh, they're Lord. just negative crack. <laughs> They're so civilised. Oh, my God. Um, so Enid is... Everything's a bit off. Yes. Enid yeah. keep Enid's in a wheelchair, so it's all kind of... And everybody's very self-conscious about yeah. that. Actually, Todd is actually quite cool. He's kind of grand. He's yeah. sort of joking. And, but Enid is, keeps going on about how George is looking after her and how, how she, she couldn't survive without George and how she's meant to be going to physio, but she doesn't want to go to physio because yeah. what's the point? And mm. it's George is clearly getting more and more silent yeah and it's very very awkward it's quite awkward and tense the whole way through it really yeah and he just keeps trying too hard and eventually George just like fecks off yeah he just goes <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird it's just like oh uh, leave it early night. I'm bye here. see ya <laughs> and just leaves Edith there as well yeah so yeah he's like I have an early morning tomorrow I hate to bring up the party Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Off he goes. So in upstairs in the Hershey bar, Jess mm. is um, is going through cookbooks. She is. On a Friday night. Yeah. Who even is she? I know. <laughs> well, even she's surprised at herself. She is. In fairness. So she's fantasizing about asking Jean-Pierre to the dance and then she... <laughs> Then she imagines, oh, listen to this. She imagines cooking, like she's going to cook this feast for her parents. And she imagines exotic dishes like chicken cordon bleu, filet mignon and veal piccata. Exotic, meaning European. Oh, yes. (laughs) Like that's seriously as exotic as it gets in Wakefield land. Because anything that isn't Western Europe is, God knows, if Western Europe is the the height of, of culinary experimentation like this is like when they had that international food thing and the oh only thing God. there was like oh, was crepes. crepes that was it it's like lads the Eurocentrism <laughs> bit of hummus yeah. tacos come on now <laughs> you're in California expand your diet your diet in California <laughs> so away from um, so 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 uh, away from the the, the actual cookery idea mm. poor um Liz, she's convinced that Liz is going to just forget all about Liz hasn't mentioned anything. So yeah, Liz she'll be so wrapped it. up with Enid's whole situation that she's going to forget about the anniversary. Yeah. But then something, actually, oh, I can't believe I feel sorry for Jessica, <laughs> but she gets blamed. Liz has just left all the dishes from her stupid dinner party <laughs> and Jessica gets blamed for it. Yeah, it's really shitty. <laughs> and she's like, why do you always think it's my fault? And Alice is like, oh, well, usually is, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> Like great parenting lads oh my god well in <laughs> this and the next book strike again oh they are so bad in the next book especially but yeah. anyway and um, so she's determined like right she's going to show them yeah she's, like, I'll show them I'm making the best dinner they've ever eaten <laughs> like, yeah you tell them Jessica <laughs> shove it down their throats eat this steak you fuckers <laughs> oh god so then there's a really awkward scene between Enid and George. Like he comes over late and she basically made him come over and she knows that things are wrong, but she yeah. she's just making them worse. And she's being super dependent on him, but like 
on purpose and like knowing that she's making him feel awkward as well and that things yeah. aren't quite right. So she's really forcing everything. Yeah, yeah, it's very painful. Yeah. Um, but on a lighter note, back at the class, Lila's just like, fed, uh, fuck this shit. Like she's fed <laughs> up in the class. He said, not even his accent is worth ruining two silk blouses. Why Stop are you... wearing silk blouses to class. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh my God. <laughs> you... Lila, really? Come on. And then she says, hey, she doesn't need to cook. That's what servants are for. Yeah. <laughs> what? You are so inconsistent, Lila, you flat-faced uh, fool. So Lila quits the class, but Jessica is sad because Lila has missed her chance to witness the birth of the romance of the century. Wow. Talk about your delusions of oh, grandeur. She is full on. This is good so as in the last funny. book where she was imagining Jack into, um, like introducing her as the lady, oh, the Je- lady Jessica. <laughs> She has had some good deranged fantasies recently. She really recently. does. She's great for just going off on an absolute tangent. Yeah. Oh, yes. When she's like this, she's more entertaining than Absolutely, annoying. yeah. So uh, Jean-Pierre asks her to enroll in the intermediate level of the class. Ooh. And she's like, oh, this must mean something. But then... Yeah, she's convinced that he's into her as well. It's yeah. Like, you know. Then, oh la la, his gorgeous French wife turns up. Oh my God. Yeah, he's married. Yeah, yeah, to a girl, a redhead called Lisbeth. Oh, oh <laughs> moving it in, the closeness to perfect Elizabeth. But she, surprisingly, Jess is still determined. I thought she'd just give up on cooking yeah. you know, when you read this first time. But no, she's still determined to cook for her parents just to show them that she can do something. Yes. So it turns out that Enid still hasn't come back to school and mm. she was meant to be back. Um, so Liz calls around her and it turns out she's got a new wheelchair and... Um, she doesn't seem to be even doing any physio to help her with yeah, the wheelchair. She's so not, like, yeah, she's not really kind of trying at all to... Do anything. Yeah. No. And Liz is all, you'll be dancing by Friday. And mm. I'm like, I'm not sure physio works that fast, Liz. Like, Yeah, no, in fairness, come on now. She has... Yeah. Be realistic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she's been, she hasn't been well. Yeah. So Enid wants them to, wants on, um, to go on a double date with yes. Liz and Todd to the dance. And... Uh, then finally, this is when Liz realises, like, oh man, I wish Ina did know the truth because she's miserable. Yeah. And George is trying to fake wanting to be with her yeah. when he can't. So this is just kind of Everyone's mess. miserable, basically. Yeah. Yes. So they're not even, they're not less miserable. A dance night oh with the droids. Yeah. And yeah, disappointingly, there's like no description of the droids or what they're up to at all. No. I hate it when they do that. I know. <laughs> Dangle the droids in front of me. <laughs> not give me any leg warmers or anything to talk about. No, not Dana's earrings <laughs> so even. Rude. Oh, so near, so so close. Yeah. Um, we do get a rather slight, mean dig at Ken. Jess is there with him and we're oh. told that he's sweet <laughs> if a bit dull. Harsh. I mean, it's true, but Aww. you know. But Ken's always the kind of like if Jessica doesn't have a date, she just goes to Ken. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Of, he's Poor, always there. Poor if Ken. He's, if he's not out. What was he doing windsurfing or something? Oh, water, water skiing. skiing. <laughs> They're trying to inject a little bit of personality. Into yeah, they Ken. dropped that. There's no mention of his water skiing <laughs> and activities. <laughs> and he's gossiping about Miss Dalton and Mr. Collins, who are there together. Mr. Ooh. Collins finally makes an appearance. How quickly he forgets that he was the topic of that's gossip true. about Miss Dalton. Indeed. He didn't like it on being on the other side of it. No. Mm. And Robin is there too with some randomer. Yeah. Yeah, who even is that guy? It's like some friend of her cousins or something. He's just just some guy. It doesn't really matter. And we're told, because of course you couldn't go to Rome. Heaven no, forbid. Of course, of course like not. Fucking school dance. Like, <laughs> you've got to have... Random dude who doesn't like, know anybody. It's like your Debs. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> where a bunch of girls in a single sex school have to find boys who oh. will go to the with oh. them to a big party. So cool. that tends to be people you sort of half know. Yeah. What's the case in my school? Don't think any of us had actual boyfriends. So it was all <laughs> <laughs> boys we sort of were friends with. Yeah. Um. So uh, anyway, she's there with this man, and we're told she's put on weight. Oh. <gasps> yeah, Jessica. She really looks like she's gained some weight. Jessica thought critically. <sighs> so mean, oh, Jessica. Just when you made us like I you, I know you were being so endearing. I know. And now Lila's going to do something terrible or say something terrible. So Lila's arrived with some other boring person and is like, "Where's Jean Pierre?" And Jessica's <laughs> like, "Oh, he's too old for it." Well, yes. <laughs> and then Ada turns up. She's in a wheelchair and everyone just like stares at her because oh. they have no. They're such weirdos. It's so weird. Yeah, the whole. Jim seemed to hush as they entered and Enid, white-faced, stared straight ahead of her as George pushed her forward. Like, she saved someone's life after a plane crash. Those fuckers yeah. were bursting into applause. Yeah. Because she's a fucking hero. Like. I know. <laughs> but they're all like, oh, she's oh in a wheelchair. She's, she's disabled. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, lads? And then Lila says, and I'm, oh, Lila, why do you make oh, it so hard Lila, for me to on. love you? Yeah. She says, so, this is very offensive, just so you know. She says, how inappropriate. Who'd ever dream of showing up at a dance in a wheelchair? Oh my god. Well, Lila? Fucking hell. I, anyone I know who's a wheelchair user, I've seen them hit the dance floor. Yeah. In fine style. Absolutely, like, yeah. Um, like. Oh, it's such a shitty thing. It's, to say. apart from the ableist bullshit, yeah. the idea that, like, oh, if someone's in a wheelchair yeah. and they're, you know, she's like perfectly full of uh, she's full movement from the waist up yeah you can groove in a chair you absolutely can the idea that she'd just be sitting there staring sadly yeah, at everybody just stay at home and not yeah. come out like, and talk to her friends like what the fuck Lila I don't see you dancing come Lila. on Lila we want to love you so much I know but that is a low <laughs> that is really bad though yeah. anyway um, Robin and George are gazing at each other longingly oh god yeah which they kind of do for the rest of the evening and Enid is really awkward and like she's got the sort of self-hating stuff going on because yeah. she says, whoever heard of a cripple coming to a dance? Oh, yeah, well, lots of people. Perfect to use the word cripple. Anyway. <laughs> and they, it's so awkward. So yeah. things are really awkward between her and George and yeah. actually painful. And when George goes to get drinks, uh, some people who, who she's actually friendly, Enid is friendly with, like Dee Dee and Olivia, yeah. um, turn up. But they're being nice to her actually in a sort of like, hey, it's you. Yeah. Yeah, hey, we haven't seen you. Where are you doing? But then she looks over to the other side of the room and George is talking to Robin. Uh-oh. And the penny drops. Yeah, because she knows that Robin broke up with Alan because right. of some other guy. The mystery Nobody man. Nobody knows who he is. So yeah, she kind of eventually puts things together there and it's like, ah, uh, shit. And she's like, oh, maybe I'm just being paranoid. But then she tells George to go and dance. And because every dance in Sweet Valley, you don't just dance on your own. <laughs> Yeah. You have to dance oh, for the partner. <laughs> like it's I thought the sixties changed that. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> not in Sweet Valley. But of course he goes to Robin and they're basically like practically snogging in a slow yeah, yeah. set, like on the yeah, dance. Yeah, kinda of said it to him, Oh, go dance with someone kinda of thinking he'll dance with Liz and it'll yeah. be grand. But no. And it's kind of, it's pretty foolish on George's part as well to go mm. dancing with Robin. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah. You know how this is going to look. <laughs> and in another weird narrative thing, uh, we find out because of Todd telling, or Liz telling Todd later, so we fear about it indirectly, that Enid actually confronted him and said, you're in love with Robin. Oh. And he didn't deny it. Shit, yeah. Mm. Um, so Todd and Liz are just like, oh, well, Bring it and that's Todd's it's our monthly anniversary. Do they actually celebrate every single month? Like 
Carthy, they do. That's ridiculous. Though I do remember a friend of mine when they were teenagers, when oh. they were 19, they did. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and they have been together now for about 23 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> maybe They're they married is. and have a, have a small child. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this is the key. It is. Um, and that means Liz remembers it's her parents' anniversary, so mm. she decides she's going to get them sort of theatre yeah, so dinner, dinner tickets. The, dinner theatre thing. I think Todd's parents had been to it and it was really good. So he's like, why don't you get them tickets for this thing? And she's like, hooray, I've yeah. got them a present. So she goes to visit Edith the next day and Edith's like, oh no, no, that was all a misunderstanding and uh, he's not going to leave me while I'm like this. Oh God. But you are in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> it is getting a bit. It does go a bit, baby Jane. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> well, we all know who baby Jane would be. Oh, God. <laughs> Jessica in 50 years. So, even Liz is like, but if he does love Robert, and yeah. he's like, well, well, he doesn't, and it uh, doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm not going to physio, and you can all. Yeah, Elizabeth kind of realises the extent of what a fucking mess this is and yeah. how Enid basically isn't making any effort to yeah. get better and yeah. she's kind of forcing George to stay with her and it's like, oh, come yeah, on, None happening. of this is good. This is all terrible. So um, she bends to Jess who is in the midst of making a seafood salad as a trial one yeah. for her, her anniversary feast and it's got clams in it. Ooh, why does everything have clams? <laughs> why are they so obsessed? Why do they keep doing this to me? Oh my God, why are they so obsessed with clams? <laughs> and Jessica points out rightly, well, Enid doesn't really have any incentive to learn to walk again because, uh, well, she does, like, her whole life. Apart from, you know, yeah, her life. But, but yeah, George-wise, no, she doesn't. Uh, right, yeah. So need a boyfriend to be... <laughs> To make life worth yes. obviously. Um, and the family are impressed by Jess's meal, mm. but then they all start puking. Oh God! Turns out the muscles didn't open, and Jess didn't know you weren't oh. you weren't meant to force them. Yeah. So they were all bad. So, and yeah, that all went completely wrong. She basically poisoned her entire family. Yes. And she was so busy kind of running around the place, she didn't actually eat any of it herself. Yeah. So she's not sick, and everybody else is dying of death. So it's like, ah, oh, yeah. poor Jess. Poor Jess. <laughs> Sorry for her again. Now, oh, it's a roller coaster of emotions. It is. I know. <laughs> Keeping us on our toes, but then Jess uh, or Liz realizes in the in the depths of her sickness, she she has a, the inkling of a plan to help um, mm. Edith. And actually, Mrs. Rollins is worried about Edith because she's like, the doctor has confirmed there's no physical reasons why Enid can't walk. It's totally psychosomatic. Ooh. So. Liz is determined to do something to sort of snap yeah, around Mrs. Rollins, basically. Oh yeah, Mrs. Rollins literally turned up at the house yeah. to tell Elizabeth all this. Mm, it's very What's inappropriate. Well, people just tell. <laughs> this is like Sky Morrow telling Liz yeah, all this personal stuff. Like all these family. adults and like parents of people she knows just confiding in her. And it's very. Like, this is really inappropriate. Very, so inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for some reason, George is off camping for the weekend. Uh, so. Oh, yeah. So Edith's home alone and Liz goes to Mr. Collins. Oh, for fuck's sake. Like, it's outside the school hours. He is at home. She's like, and maybe she should call over and go to his house before dinner. Like, no, no, you shouldn't. Yeah. Leave the man alone. <laughs> he's not in school right now. And he's there with Miss Dalton. He's wearing an apron and cooking. And it's like, oh, we're, we're, we're brainstorming for the class fundraiser. <laughs> do you want to help? And he's like, of course I do. Yeah. So she tells Mr. Collins everything. And then she has a plan and asks if she can borrow his annoying child, <laughs> Teddy. Teddy. He's a pain in the hoop, isn't oh, he? Oh, he really is. <laughs> but she's really vague. She's like, can I borrow him? And he's like, what do you mean? Oh, you know, I'll bring him home with me and pretend I'm babysitting. Would that be okay? And he's like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. Like, really? You don't, you don't want more any questions. more details? <laughs> she's just going to like take your son away for the evening and not tell you anything yeah. about what she's up it's to. It's a sort of weird or... trick. It's a bit weird. So, um, <laughs> poor Jess. She's still feeling resentful. All of this, by the way, will feed into the next book. Yes. Despite the fact that she, you know, Jean-Pierre has been <laughs> praising her and saying how great she is. Yeah. 
Um, by the way, this is very inconsistent because li- like literally a book or so later, we're told how like crap she is at trying to cook something. Aww. We're like, she literally just got a certificate for yeah, you know, for being. like her fancy French cooking. Yeah. So um, yeah, she's uh, she she's she's not feeling great, and then Alice is. No, teasing her, and yeah. then when Jess gets upset, Alice is like, "Oh, don't be so sensitive." Yeah, which is a fucking terrible thing to say to. Uh, yeah, it's like daughter. she's clearly upset. Like, come on, Alice. Yeah, you bitch. And Jess feels sorry for herself, and the family go out for Mexican food. So for the first time, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> Mexico exists. Yeah, well done, <laughs> Ghost Rider for your geography. <laughs> I'm amazed. Who knew? You might get some nachos in Southern California. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thought? And then they t- they're talking about Enid and the George situation. And somehow poor Jess ends up being sort of viewed badly by her family. Because yeah. it's actually quite convincing. Because Jess is like, he's a bum. Yeah, he's a slab. <laughs> yeah. And she's giving out about him. And Liz is like, oh, I kind of feel sorry for him now. And it makes Jess look really mean and judgmental yeah, and her parents Elizabeth chimes in and the parents are like oh that's that's right Elizabeth you're right you're great aren't you brilliant yeah <laughs> give, a, give like, people the benefit of the doubt yeah, Jess it's a bit weird it's like oh. and then Liz reveals what her gift is and Jess is like oh but I was going to make dinner and they're all ha 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 you're going to poison us again yeah they really laugh it off and it's really mean because she was obviously making an effort and yeah. you know she wasn't trying to poison them and also the disgusting sounding clam salad thing <laughs> tastes they enjoyed it yeah until before they- all the puking yeah. <laughs> it tasted good they liked it so Liz actually apologises to Robin yes she does Good. Yeah. You do owe her an apology. Yeah. You bitch. <laughs> and Robin reveals that George called over to Dumper that time and Liz is like, what? Yeah, like he fucking told you and you just yeah. wouldn't listen to him. And uh, Robin reveals that George is like, look, I have to, you know, this is I'm living a farce. Yeah. This is a, I'm living a lie. And Robin is like, no, I can't bear to do this to Enid when she's still in this, yeah. in, uh, you know, recovering. So Liz is like, oh, Robin, you're amazing. She does properly apologise to her. She does. Well, she fucking might. But of course, Robin's like, you're just a loyal friend. Of course I forgive you. I used to wish I was could be just like you. Oh, <laughs> Robin. I still respect you so much. Robin, <laughs> you used to have a spine. What has happened to what it? Happened? Oh, I'm so angry. Ugh. So Liz puts her stupid plan into action. Do oh, you, my God. This, she, this is It's so stupid, but I love it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, it's classic, ridiculous, sweet valley. Yeah. So she invites Enid over and is like, oh, it's an emergency. Yeah. And then she rings Mr. Collins and asks if Boy Wonder oh is ready. And then she's like, oh, Teddy can't swim, can't he? Well, I can't believe she didn't check this. I know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, she just came up with this plan. It's like, so your kid can swim, can't he? It's like, oh, what, okay, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Collins does not ask enough questions. He really doesn't. So uh, Enid calls over and finds Teddy is sort of waiting by the pool. Yeah, and also Enid manages to somehow just like wheel straight through the house in her chair but like there's, it's a split level house that place is fucking made of stairs yes and, how, and getting out to the pool I <laughs> yeah. doubt it's accessible no, there are at least four sets of stairs between the front door and the pool and given definitely. how terrible people in Sweet Valley are to anyone with a disability yeah. I'd be very surprised if their uh, dwelling places are in any way accessible Absolutely or their pools not. yeah it's made of steps yeah somehow she gets it though yeah, anyway. and uh, <laughs> Teddy is there playing with the truck and I just kept thinking that I took my nephews swimming in the sea on Saturday and my nephew who is about the same age as Teddy was so reluctant to admit that he needed to go to the toilet oh. and leave the beach, he pooped in his swimming trunks. Okay. So <laughs> it's not something I recommend having to deal with on a beach. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. If only Teddy had... <laughs> <laughs> Teddy could restrain himself. 
Jesus. Um, so Liz is like, oh, keep an eye on him because he can't swim. And then she goes off and says she's going to get drinks. But of yeah. course, Teddy falls in. Uh, he does, yeah. And of course, and this is all, of course, the, the plan. Mm. Um, so yeah, Enid's like, shit, Teddy's after falling in. And Teddy's like pretending to drown in like the deep end of the pool. Yeah. Good acting. Like, <laughs> dangerous acting. You have literally let a six year old go into the deep end. Pretty much, because, you know, that's, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> but yes, Enid, I suppose, sees that this is happening and she leaps out of her chair, jumps in, saves Teddy. Hooray! And then they, they get out and Liz is like, You're standing up! And he's like, Oh, yeah, so I am. And they're all really happy and uh, hug each other. And then Jess turns up and it was like, what happened? What the fuck's going on out and here? And also, I was like, did Teddy win some swimming award yeah. or something? Yeah. It all, so, yeah, so it immediately all unfolds that this was all a trick. Yes, but Enid is delighted. And Enid has this total epiphany where it's like, she, you know, oh, I wasn't fair to George. He needs his freedom and yeah. so do I. And Liz, you're brilliant. You're the real hero. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so oh, then. Oh, good, sweet Jesus. Oh, yeah. My notes just say... WTF yeah. with a lot of exclamation marks. <laughs> it is ludicrous. So they <laughs> they go into the dairy burger. Oh, oh, Word has gotten round in the meantime about yeah, the Jess has told facade. <laughs> Jess has told people what happened. Yes. And uh, when they walk into the dairy burger, everyone leaps to their feet and gives them a standing ovation. For Elizabeth. Not li- not Enid. Not Enid, who literally saved someone's fucking life in twice. a plane crash. Twice. And twice. She... And saved Teddy. Yeah. And somehow he... Elizabeth is the hero and getting all the fucking applause. Like... A literal standing ovation. So... It's insane. Like, this is what should have happened when Enid came into the dance. Yeah. On the Friday night. Like, that's... Yes. That's the normal reaction yes. there. It's like, oh, oh my, my God, God, she's here. She's amazing. Look at not her. She's like, great. Not like... Oh, Elizabeth, you saved her. Fuck's sake. Ugh. And then they go home and the Wakefields are there because they met Mr. Collins and Miss Dalton at the theatre thing and they heard about the scheme. So they're like, well done for using a child in this foolhardy, Jesus. risky plan. I know. Oh, it's, just, it's really All the adults up. are terrible. <laughs> so uh, Enid, time goes by. Enid tells Liz all about her, her and George have sorted things out. It's all very civilised yes. and uh, it's all... Um, you know, oh, Enid's really cheerful now. And also, this is clearly she could have just completely skipped physio because now she's just wandering around and she's fine and she doesn't need like, She's like just <laughs> hopping around the place, no bother to her. It's like you needed still a bit of physio, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? But anyway, so <laughs> um, yeah, Liz is all like, oh, she'll get over George quickly. But but who does she? Does she? So she doesn't really have much um, presence in. In the next few mm, books, yeah, not really. So we don't really know how she does. Yeah. And oh, and also George uh, finds out that the like whatever investigation was going on about the plane, it was it wasn't his actually yes. like his fault. There was something wrong with the engine, so Hooray. that's all fine and everything's grand. So um, at the Wakefields, Ned asks Jess for help in barbecuing burgers, but it's like, oh, is that too gauche? <laughs> and she's just like, oh, okay, she's not in the mood for jokes. Yeah. And then when she says something about George and Liz, is like, oh, you know. He wasn't really that bad. Ned lectures Jess on making like snap judgments. Yeah. They're so mean to her whole family. And she's basically like, well, fuck the lot of you. Yeah, she's getting really fed up and she's like, all you guys do is pick on me. And yeah, she can't stand her family not appreciating her for Mm. another minute. So can you read the the final 
final dramatic line. Yeah, so she's, I think she's got, oh yeah, she's run up to her room crying because she's like, fuck these guys. Yeah, uh, Jessica embarks on a desperate course of action in Sweet Valley High number 21. Run away. <gasps> so exciting. Oh my God. And that was Crash Landing. That was it. Yes, exclamation point and all. I know, it was, it was worth the exclamation point. Ooh, it sure was. So, do, do you have any stats? Tremendous. I have some stats. Go on. I have the blondness gets mentioned eight times. Oh, above average. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty much yeah. above average. Yeah. Uh, the blue green eyes get six mentions. Oh, also above average. Yeah. People bite their lip like seven times, which is wow. weird. It's veering into Fifty Shades of Grey yeah. kind of levels of lip biting. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit too much. Um, wow, that is a lot. Yeah. In terms of outfits, there wasn't really anything apart yeah. from Mr. Collins at the <gasps> dance. Yeah. Do share. He's looking even more dashing than usual Ooh. in a white linen jacket. Oh my god. Navy blue trousers. Oh, <laughs> Miami Vice. Realness. This fucker's on a yacht somewhere. <laughs> Played some hole in notes. Yeah, but that was that was as exciting as the outfits got. So Oh, that, that is yeah. that is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> you know, for Mr. for for a, a, a manly outfit. Mr. Yes. Collins in a sort of Don Johnson. I, <laughs> I just can only imagine the sleeves are rolled up. I oh, mean, I'm assuming. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I just took that for granted. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, since the many, many weeks ago that we were last oh, on the air uh, and last recording as well, it's been yes, a long time, it has. Um, we have heard from quite a few listeners. We have. And in some cases, We've heard for them in real life. In real life, in person. Yeah. That was the thing. It was so cool because we were out, like canvassing and volunteering for stuff. Mm-hmm. Turns out our listeners are also pro-choice as fuck. Yeah, and we're also out canvassing and doing loads of brilliant stuff as well. Hooray! Which was really cool. So I met Lisa, who was brilliant in uh, the Together for Yes online shop, and Kathy was out canvassing as well down with Dublin South Central, and she and, was really cool. And I was uh, also working processing orders for the online shop in headquarters, and Amy said <laughs> to me, "Do you do?" podcast <laughs> she recognised my voice Aww. so shout out to all our fellows Sweet Valley High pro-choice activists yeah it was so cool to just like yeah randomly meet people like that where yeah. they're like do you have a Sweet Valley High podcast like yes yes I do <laughs> and proud of it <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah that was pretty brilliant it was really cool yeah so, oh, and also, um, I want to say thanks to Kirsten who sent us um, those gorgeous little yes badges. Oh, yes, a goddess for yes. So cute. Yes. They were deadly. Um, they were like repurposed from the Scottish independence referendum. So, yep. in and this they, case, they worked. They did work. <laughs> yeah. they were, oh, we had so many badges. We did. Oh, my God. I was basically just made of badges for Me like too. three weeks. Yeah. I was photographed by a photographer and put in a guardian photo essay from my entire bag strap. Entire Amazing. Covered in badges <laughs> on the day of the referendum itself. So, um, if you have anything to share with us about uh, this book or any mm. other Sweet Valley trivia and yeah. uh, weirdness, you know where we are. You can get <laughs> us on Twitter at SVH Podcast. We always love hear- hearing from you. Absolutely. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And we are proud members of the Heads- Headstuff Podcast Network. And you can follow the Headstuff Podcast Network at HS Pod Network on Twitter and find out more about their giant array of amazing podcasts there is so I feel like there's a new podcast picture gone up here every time we come in yeah. there's like a great wall of like podcast there's logos. so really many cool. so yeah if you just head to Headstuff um, you can find out uh, find out more about yeah. the, the, some of the best Irish podcasts around yay and 
yeah, that's she's that's it for now. That's us, yeah, but we so. will be back in two weeks, mm. definitely this time. Yes, for real. <laughs> We're not going to keep lying to you like last time. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, so yeah, in two weeks we'll be back with book number twenty-one, mm. where we'll find out what happens when Jessica becomes a <gasps> runaway. <laughs> she will run away. <laughs> gonna make like a core and run away <laughs> well oh they were not pro pro yes well, in the referendum sure yeah. no, so sorry I take that back okay think of the runaways some other as a runaway Jet. Song. oh yes okay <laughs> much <Yes>. better <laughs> she does have a bad reputation <laughs> okay we'll see you soon everybody thanks for listening bye <laughs> Fucking Jim Core. <laughs> this is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade.